Gender-based violence is a phenomenon deeply rooted in gender inequalities and continues to be one of the most notable human rights violations within all societies. Gender-based violence is violence directed against a person because of their gender. Both men and women experience gender-based violence, but the majority of the victims are actually women and girls. As a strategy by individuals and organizations around the world, it's a call for everyone to eliminate all forms of violence against any gender across the world. We all know that the 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence campaign internationally kicked off on the 25th of November and runs through December 10th. This is a collective action to end gender-based violence. And today, we are lucky to host a very good friend, Terry Hodge, who will share his perspectives on gender-based violence. would really love to hear what forms of gender-based violence are there in our societies and what are the contributing factors that lead to gender-based violence and what could be actually the effects of gender-based violence in our communities and what recommendations does he have to help us eliminate all forms of violence against any gender across the world. Welcome to our coffee chat, Terry Hodge. Thank you so much, Phyllis, for having me today. Um, yeah, my name is Terry Hodge. I'm from Durham, North Carolina uh, in the States. And yeah, uh, my first degree was psychology. Uh, my second is biology. And, and I uh, graduated with my master's in biomedical sciences. So um, and currently right now I'm working for Pfizer, uh, which everyone knows about because it is a pandemic and we have uh, provide, provided one of the vaccines. Uh, so, um, if you have any questions about that, catch me at a later chat. But, um, yeah, thank you for having me today. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much, Jerry. Now you've talked about Pfizer and the pandemic. We know how much data have shown that there is an increase of gender-based violence, especially during the pandemic. Please share with us what kinds and forms of gender violence do you know? I mean, in your own perspective, Terry. Okay, so when you think about gender-based violence, just in general, um, you it could be it could be seen very differently in everyone. So uh, it's just going to range from person to person. So there's no there's no real concrete definition for gender-based violence. However, when you even looking at the word uh, violence, you know, is to um, and cause pain or harm to an individual, usually physically, but it doesn't always have to be physical. So um, I think that, you know, gender-based violence is when any individual, uh, regardless male, female, non-binary, is affected in a way um, that is harmful to um, their emotional needs uh, or stress or causing stress or harm uh, physically as, as well. Um, and this is like, like I said before, this is going to vary between person to person. However, I think that it's very important that when someone is, or any individual is telling you that they're experiencing, um, some type of raw emotion in which they're affected mentally or physically, um, by it, that we should always open our ears to listen to them. So, um, 
gender-based violence just in general is just listening, being able to listen to other people, especially when they're hurt or been harmed in any way. Um, and this could be in the workplace or at school, church, um, any form of, uh, or any area in which people are coming together and gathering. So I think that it's always, it's always important that we listen to other others about their experiences. Thank you so much for sharing that perspective on what gender-based violence means to you. Could you please elaborate more what forms of gender violence are actually in our societies? Okay, you know, this is a tough question. Um, this is a really tough question because a lot of people are going to be triggered by this because gender-based violence can be in any form um, in your society. And uh, different ways that, you know, we can see this is, for one, um, I was actually just talking to a friend about it, is toxic masculinity. Um, and th- when, when we talk about this, just toxic ma- masculinity is, you know, having roles of pre, pre um, assuming that certain individuals should look a certain way or do a certain thing. Um, and that could be men or women. Um, that is also very detrimental to our society by categorizing people of how they should be and assuming how they should be. And if you're not in that particular box that, you know, societal norms tend to put you in, that could be a form of uh, gender-based violence. Um, and uh, we, uh, like I said, toxic masculinity. Um, that's one of the biggest things that I see as far as in males, um, how males should be doing this or you should be doing that. And if you're not doing that, you're seen as less than a man or less than a person uh, when you're doing anything against those societal norms. And that could be anything. Um, that could be even... Uh, men being uh, more affectionate. Uh, you know, if, if men are too affectionate, he can be seen as being gay. Well, why is he gay? Just because he's expressing himself emotionally. And then, then we tend to close off, like, even, even, from, even from father to son. Um, definitely in, in my own household now. Um, as far as, like, uh, with my parents growing up, my dad was not as affectionate to me. And I never understood why. But because of generations of of us us men just trying to be providers, you know, trying to show less less emotion, trying to be strong for our families uh, through racism and all of these other life uh, life events that we face, um, could also contribute to gender based violence. Um, and it's really tough. It's really tough. It's really tough because. Um, it's a cycle that we have to learn how to break. And I think whenever we see it in our communities, we have to break these cycles. And it's really difficult to talk about, um, especially like in my family, like just communicating to my dad, hey, dad, it's okay if you don't have everything together uh, to seek help, maybe talk to a therapist, um, which is completely foreign from him from the way that he grew up. But, th- but it's so important in order to heal, um, to to be a great man, and to be a be even uh, even greater father, and it's something that I definitely see and want to be a greater, a uh, better father uh, to my children, or be a great father 
assume because I don't have children yet. But um, this this carries on in many societies. And it's also a never ending generational cycle that we need to continue to advocate and try to break. And again, those uh, contributing factors are those societal norms. Um, I think whenever we place uh, those uh, gender roles um, as far as um, on our communities, it's always going to be an issue because not everyone is going to fit in those boxes. Um, And it's important that we're able to listen to other people, um, even if they don't fit into those boxes. And uh, and. And even like, well, we know that women experience gender-based uh, based violence, especially in the work but workplace. I think it's so important that men listen to women, listen to people, listen to people till let them tell you what their needs are and what their desires are. Don't always assume just because someone walks down the street does not mean that they want a million and one guys to talk to them. Just because a woman might wear whatever she pleases, it does not mean that she wants to be harassed by men. All right, so, uh, which is, a, which we see that happening all too often, all too often. I think, you know, it's important that we break those generational curses um, and we break down to see what is the true root of why we're doing the things that we're doing. Um, and I understand that, you know, like I said, it's been passed out from generations and other, and, and their fathers did it and their uncles and their cousins and their friends in which it became the norm, you know, for, for us, but we have to break those, we have to break those cycles. And it's so important because all of those things really contribute to this gender-based violence. And it could lead to many other things, um, which we, we hope they don't. But, you know, it's important that we listen to women. We listen to people. We listen to men. We listen to individuals about how they feel and respect people when they say no or they don't like certain things. And... And this is how we can actually move forward, you know, uh, and begin with our healing process. You know, one of the things that I that is most concerning to me um, is because, well, I live in the States. So I I live in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Um, and one huge problem here in the States that... Is not getting a lot of publicity in, in media and things of that nature. Is black women are being missing at alarming rates each year. There's tens and thousands of black women that are being that are going missing every single year. And we talked a little bit earlier about how women um, experience, experience gender-based violence. Uh, it's in at alarming rates, and this is a part of that issue. This is part of that issue. Issue, I think. You know, even the rape culture um, of black women, or in women in general, being raped at a, a very uh, alarming rates, are are part of this gender based violence. Um, 
like I said, you know, it's generational. It's generational. And these things have been happening to women, especially black women, for centuries. And until we are educating ourselves about these things, nothing's going to happen. The cycle will continue to play out. And that's why it's so important. Just like like when I talk about the rape culture and black, um, black women going missing, you know, just because a woman um, is wearing maybe, let me see, let me get um, anything, anything that, that she might feel beautiful in, anything that make her feel beautiful, it's important that we respect her as an individual and everyone as an individual, that we're not practicing those gender-based violence on uh, on her. And, and that could be in many ways, like by harassing her by by yelling at her, giving her unsolicited advice, or um, yelling out the window, uh, saying how beautiful she is, it's inappropriate. It's truly inappropriate. And I think that because because of it being so inappropriate, it's leading to other things as far as rape culture and you know people are um, black women are going missing. And nobody is doing anything about it. And that's the really sad part. It's not getting, you know, this uh, media attention like it should. People are not talking about it as much. And it's horrible. It's truly horrible what is happening in the world. And I think the, the only thing that we can do is really learn and try and try to pick up signals to to really aid in fighting this plague that is really disrupting the whole entire world. So um, it's just it's just so important. It's just so important because so many people are affected by it. So many people are affected by it, and they don't even know it. So um, yeah, it's, it's it's tough. Thank you so, so much, Terry, for sharing the contributing factors um, that actually leads to gender-based violence, effects of gender-based violence in our communities, and how to end that cycle, which can be a little bit tricky. But what could be the recommendation that we will share with our, our listeners who are listening to us today in this podcast so that we can end gender-based violence in our communities? Okay, um, you know what? <laughs> It's funny, um, so as far as me giving uh, any advice or recommendations, for one, I mean, uh, my first degree was psychology, okay? I'm just, just, just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but um, I'm actually a scientist now. But um, it's so important that we listen. Um, I, I think that's the biggest recommendation that I really can say is that we listen to people, listen to to people, and, and and we're trying to listen to understand, not to respond. Um, what is their need for? And honestly, I I think that when it comes to gender-based violence specifically, uh, we need to focus on Black women, Black women and people of color. They need to be heard. Um, they need to be heard because they're getting, they're going missing at alarming rates. Um, like I said, rape culture, and they're being raped at, at alarming rates, and nothing is being done about it. 
So I think that it's really important that, you know, we protect our communities. We protect our communities. If you see something that it, 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 it is someone is experiencing gender-based violence, we're stopping that, you know, as we go. You have to be the one to tell. So if you have, so for our guys, if you have a friend who is harassing women in that way, you have to be the voice to tell them that this is not okay. Because they're gonna understand, they're gonna hear it coming from you. You know, we have to we have to police our own communities. And we have to be the voice for our own communities and tell them, you know, what's morally right and what's morally wrong. And I think that's when we can really uh, start to heal in this process. But unfortunately, things are happening at alarming rates. So other like other recommendations is, you know, also teaching your community about signals um, when someone is missing or when someone someone is uh, being uh, being raped, having a support system in that in that aspect. Um, uh, also, of uh, trafficking has been an issue. So there's signals to be notified um, within your own community if you are being trafficked. Um, so children have been, children's lives have been saved. Many lives have been saved. Because of those things of trafficking of, of signals being passed as the, um, as they were being trafficked, um, yeah. But it really starts within with you. It starts with you, and you have to be the voice for your community, for your family, for your friends to really aid in stopping gender-based violence. And I hope that you all. Uh, has something to take away from this and I thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for having me and I truly greatly appreciate it and much love and much success thank you so so much Terry in summary what you meant is we should listen uh, believe and support be ready to walk through the healing journey with the victims of gender-based violence as soon as they open up to us we should be ready to give them psychological support. Thank you so, so much. Such an informative discussion we had today. And I hope everybody who will listen to us will share this information and also be part of the psychological support and uh, walk along with people who are undergoing trauma uh, to a unique journey of healing. Thank you so much. And for everybody who has listened to this podcast, thank you and see you next time.
thank you so much, Fidelis, for such an impactful conversation of going global. Keyword, high impact, finding solutions to solve problems around ourselves, in our communities, and in our societies. By adding value, this should be our driving force to going global. Thanks to everyone who has joined our conversation of Coffee Chats with Felistas, and I hope you have gained a lot of knowledge and information to share with other young people looking forward to going global. Until next time, this is Felistas, and see you next time.